On episode 8 of the Midday Madness Sports Podcast, a sense of normalcy came back this past weekend as week 1 is in the books. We're going to tell you our top 5 things about week 1 of the NFL season. Our top 10 teams look a little different this week. Find out who's in and who's not. And also, 4-1 and one in our Mad 5 picks. Can we do better this week? We're going to find out. Take a listen to episode 8 of the Midday Madness Sports Podcast. Testing, 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 testing. Do you read? We inhale. It's time for the Midday Madness Sports Podcast. And welcome back to episode 8 of the Midday Man of Sports Podcast. We're glad to be back here on September 17th, 2020. It's September. Last week was the first game of the NFL season. And it really just, it was great to have football back this past weekend, wasn't it? I mean, for weeks, we've heard the problems that MLB was having with their their season. I mean, unfortunately, the St. Louis Cardinals have to play, I think it's 21 straight games in 16 days. So that's a lot of doubleheaders that they have to do. Hockey didn't really have a problem. NBA didn't really have a problem getting their stuff to the bubble, getting their act together. NBA hasn't had any COVID-19 um, po- tested positive. So that's been really reassuring. And now all of a sudden, football is back. And the funny thing about all of this we never heard anything about football. Roger Goodell and everyone in the back were like, hmm, NBA's doing that, NFL's doing or NHL's doing that, MLB, eh, okay. But you're, you're getting it because the players are understanding of what needs to be done and not what you can do, St. Louis Cardinals, New York Mets, Miami Marlins. Not going to point any fingers, but you can't do that. You can't go out like you normally would. So if we just kind of tell our players, don't go out, be smart, don't be stupid. All right, it works. And now the NFL season is back. And finally, we were able to watch football games. We were able to gather short and small gatherings, of course, not large gatherings. It's not the Super Bowl or anything yet. But we were able to gather around our friends and our loved ones and the people that we know haven't tested positive for COVID, I, at least I think. I know I did. The people that I've been hanging out with a lot, they have not tested positive for COVID. Otherwise, I would not be hanging out with them. And we were able to just sit, watch Brady throw a couple picks, watch Drew Brees do his thing, watch Dallas Cowboys lose as always. It's been great. I mean, as a longtime suffering Jets fan, I understand. We... Cannot get it right, and I don't even want to get started in that because that's not what we're talking about uh, on the show. Have you ever had a day where you thought it was going to be just hell? I thought today was going to be that day. I woke up. I couldn't sleep, first off. I think I was really excited to actually get this episode up today and because I was I was really thinking about it over the weekend. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to talk about? I was really looking at ever, watching as many games as I possibly could this past weekend, taking down my notes. And, yes, we will get back. We will get into that in a few minutes. But, man, I could not sleep last night. I woke up with a backache and a headache, but I think it was a tension headache instead. You know, like in your shoulders into your neck and in the back of your head. Oh, my goodness, it's the worst. I had some Advil or I mean, what is it, the... The leave, that's what it is, because that's that's kind of like my go-to thing. The leave, and then 
went, took another nap for a little bit, and finally woke up and felt so refreshed. I was like, oh, 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 this feels like a different day. All right, I can do this today. So it's been an interesting couple weeks, but, you know, we're here. Uh, episode 8 is back, and I, I'm just really excited because I, I have been very, not stubborn, but I've been very cautious. And I'm a very cautious guy. I, I like to take my time, especially with decisions. Like, if you give me a deadline, oh, man, that's... Don't even get me started on that. Um, <laughs> I will take up until that deadline to make up my mind. I will pray about it. I will talk about it. I will seek counsel from people. And I will just really think long and hard about it because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these high school uh, game, these high school football games, Friday nights, that we cover as uh, at my job. And I just don't know because a lot of the schools aren't even in school. So to me, it's very difficult. How are we going to cover them? If they if they can't be in school, how are they still doing this? And it, it just, I, I get a little nervous because I've seen a lot of different high schools. Some of them have already canceled the season. Some of them are, they're, they're cautious as well, which I, I get, but it's, it's, you, you don't know what's, what's going to happen. And that's, that's the thing. We you don't know how it's going to react. You don't know if you're going to get it or if you know someone else is going to get it. So you're just trying to be very cautious of what you do, especially nowadays. Can't really go on vacation too much because you don't know is that place has that place been infected. Uh, I know there's the contact trace and everything. It, it is just a lot of unknown that we are trying to manage. And I talked about this a couple week, uh, a couple about a month ago or so on one of our episodes where. Right now, the sports world is trying to just manage COVID-19. If you think back, in even in January, and I remember looking at this because it was the day that Kobe Bryant died, and I saw a news article, and it had, in big letters, Kobe Bryant passing away. And then in small, small letters, it had, COVID-19 could be on the rise. And I'm like, ooh, but we weren't, and unfortunately, we were not affected by that because we were more affected by the emotional loss that we had faced with Kobe Bryant because he was such a great player. He was, he was such a great human. Anyone that knew him, yes, he was intense. Yes, he was. He wanted the best, but he was a, from what I understood, take away the Denver thing that happened, he was a family man. He was a very personal guy. He wanted to win. He wanted to become the best. There, there's nothing wrong with that, right? He was, and especially after he retired, he became this new person. That whoa, you're you're not trying to rip my throat out. He would go to games and high five the players at courtside. Who are you, Kobe Bryant? Like I was really excited to see what he was going to be able to do outside of basketball, and now it's like. We're never going to see that. So we were so absorbed with that loss that we didn't even see COVID-19 coming as much. And when we did, we weren't expecting anything to happen. And when it did happen, we didn't know what to do. I Like, I can't actually blame Donald Trump for playing it off. Of course he's going to play it off. He doesn't want to set panic in everyone. And now all of a sudden it happened. Uh, whoops. My bad. I mean, I, and it, as a leader, you don't. When I was a supervisor at my, one of my jobs, anytime something big happened, 
we would never want to tell, like, the management and us, we would know, all right, we don't want to let other people know what's going on. We're going to move this to the side, and we'll deal with it over there. But we're not, we're going to put a face on in front of everyone else. Everything's fine. We're good. We got this. It's all under control. And then let's let's talk about it behind closed doors. This past weekend, football coming back. Normalcy is here. Football is managing COVID-19. Baseball is managing COVID-19. They've obviously found their new uh, sites for the upcoming playoffs. Obviously, the first round, you will have the uh, home, the, the higher, the lower seed against the higher, the lower seed versus the higher seed. And like, so I guess it was, if it was the three versus the six seed, the three seed would have home field advantage because they would have, they, I'm pretty sure they would be the ones hosting instead. So it's kind of cool. Um, speaking of baseball, Yankees are back in that playoff race. They're the five seed looking to become that number two seed, maybe one seed. We'll see. Uh, they have an easier schedule coming up, but normal C came back. And I'm excited because football came back. Football, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought there would be so many COVID-19 tests. We haven't had any. It's been great. First week is in. No no problems. Now, there were five things that stuck out to me this past week. Not in order, but these are the five things that I took away from week one in the NFL season. The first thing that I saw, and of course this is from the first game, Houston without Hopkins is terrible. Hopkins without Houston is great. And I loved it because I love the tweet that he gave at the end of the Houston uh, Texans game against the Chiefs. Uh, I feel I feel happy. Uh, I feel blessed. Thank you, thank you. Now I know why I made the right decision and I wanted out when I did. Thank you. Who also gets 12, I think it was what, 12 catches in one game against the 49ers defense. And all of a sudden, oh, by the way, they upset the 49ers in week one. Who picked that? This guy. That's right. In our Mad 5 picks, we'll get to that in a little bit. But Houston has no receivers. Houston has nothing. They had Hopkins. They don't have Hopkins. And that's going to be something really interesting to watch later down in this uh, in this season because Deshaun Watson needs a weapon. David Johnson was okay. It was week one. It was all right. But can he contain that? Because David Johnson the last three years hasn't really been anything since 2015-2016 season when he was that rookie and had that big explosive end of the season with the Cardinals because I remember a friend of mine had him on his team, picked him up on his fantasy team, didn't do anything with him, the first few weeks dropped him, I ended up picking him up, he ended up averaging like 30 points the rest of the year, so I was like, alright, thank you I'll take it. Number two thing that I saw from this past week in week one of the NFL season, Washington Redskins defense, Ooh. Kerrigan is healthy. Oh, man, Chase Young, who he is a beast. Ron Rivera getting, not getting a lot out of Dwayne Haskins, which you kind of expect because I feel like he sees Haskins as a younger Cam Newton, but 
You give him a little bit more. I think I think Washington's got something here, and that defense was so good. They say, I don't know how many times they sacked Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz and that floor became best friends, and that offensive line really needs help for the Philadelphia Eagles. I was not expecting it, man. Especially being down seventeen nothing at half, and I'm like, well, there's a blowout. I don't really want to watch this game anymore. But Washington just kept coming and coming and coming coming and Carson Wentz kept going down and down and I'm like oh 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 we got a game we there's something here go Washington (laughs) I I was impressed um another thing that I saw this past week that I was impressed with that I like I'm not impressed but because I saw this coming years ago but I'm like all right maybe maybe I should really put more into it have Belichick, no problems. I mean, he obviously got Cam Newton playing the greatest, well, at least it was somewhat good, even with a defense that is now depleted because of COVID-19. They opted out. They're, they're doing okay. It was week one again. It's against the Miami Dolphins. Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't really done consistently well against the New England Patriots, but I still think... Have Belichick, you're not going to really have a problem because he'll figure it out somehow. Which is why, again, I still think they're a playoff team. I think they're a wild card team. I don't think they're going to win the division. If you want to remember what I had said, go back and listen to episode 7 of our Midday Man of Sports podcast. Um, but I think Belichick, as long as he's still there, there's still going to be a threat in the AFC. I don't think they're going to be a big threat this year. I think they'll make it. But it's also trying to figure out, all right, do we really want to win the whole thing or do we want to win just enough to maybe get a good draft pick and then trade for Trevor Lawrence, which everyone is kind of expecting. That's the deal that they're trying to do. The number four, the fourth thing that I noticed this past week from week one, which I actually really liked because I think they should have done this years ago. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers looked mad and played mad and played with a purpose. And oh my goodness, he was great. And I loved it. Because Aaron, an Aaron, a mad Aaron Rodgers is a deadly Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was flinging it everywhere. I think he got like 400 uh, yards or something like that. They, whoo. They, maybe the Packers every year should pick up a quarterback in the first round to light a fire under Aaron Rodgers and put it into spots. Of course, it kind of helps when the receivers actually catch the ball. But it's still great to see Aaron Rodgers mad because if he's mad, that's going to be a deadly Aaron Rodgers, and you do not want to mess with an, a mad Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with like a mad Kobe Bryant or mad LeBron James. You do not want to mess with them. They will bite you. <laughs> Obviously, Kobe Bryant was called Black Mamba for a reason. He will strike. LeBron James is the king for a reason. He will lay on. He will show you why he is the king. So, I enjoyed that. The other thing I enjoyed was the Seattle Seahawks looking great. Like I thought, and that's why they were in our top ten list. They've actually bumped up into this top ten list because of how good they were. Uh, Russell Wilson, he is so underappreciated. We're going to get to a little... um, uh, soundbite from someone who they're playing this weekend and I, I thought this was a really good soundbite because it, it really proves the greatness of of um, of Russell Wilson he is so underrated 
and he is so deadly that not everyone really understands that he could have been an MVP last year. He could have been the MVP a couple years ago. He's been a top three MVP candidate for quite some time, and he's not getting the recognition that he deserves. Now, in the beginning, everyone thought it was Legion of Boom, but you have to remember, Russell Wilson was still making plays. Now, Russell Wilson doesn't really have the defense, so it is his team. I mean, it's always been his team. He was the reason why they won against the Washington Redskins in the 2011-2012 NFC wildcard game. He was the reason why uh, they... He is the reason why the Seattle Seahawks are still so good. Pete Carroll's been great, but if it's not with Russell Wilson doing all the things that Russell Wilson can do, he... It, <laughs> Russell Wilson is being underappreciated, and I think it's time to, we need to appreciate him. Also, I think he's got a claim for maybe putting an MVP on him this year. We've already looked, overlooked him the last three or four years. How many times do you have to overlook this guy and recognize he is an MVP candidate? Just saying. He, he deserves it. So I thought those are the five things that I noticed this past week from the week one of the NFL season. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed these five things because these five things really stood out to me the most. Um, especially with, I think the biggest surprise to me was the Washington Redskins defense. They're now one of the top two defenses in the league. I mean, yes, it's only week one, but you've already set a precedence in week one. You got a lot, you got a lot to back up. The offensive side needs work, but if their defense can carry them, I mean, to carry Peyton Manning in his final year, why can't it carry Dwayne Haskins in what his second year? All right, so this would be a perfect time to say now a word from our sponsor. If you have a sponsor out there, we are looking for a sponsor to sponsor our show. Um, just get the word out a little more. We are trying to do more episodes as well. I already have a lot of plans for some special guests coming up in the near future. Just got to reach out to them. But this would be the, this would have been a perfect time. Now a word from our sponsor. So uh, we're going to stay in the NFL right now and talk about our top 10 teams. Last week we did this list. Uh, I don't have the list on me, but if you want, you can go and listen to episode 7 and realize who's on our top 10 list. This week's list is a lot different. The only things that have not changed are the three bet, the three teams. So we're actually going to go from 10 to 1, like we always do. Coming in at number 10 is the Tampa Bay Bucks. <gasps> what? The Tampa Bay Bucks at 10? I know, I know. Calm down. Tom Brady's going to be fine. Even though he's only thro he's thrown a pick six in the last three games, he's okay. We're going to figure this out. I'm not worried about... Tom Brady. They played a really great team. One of the best teams in the NFC which are already deeper on this list. So, I think they'll figure this out. It's it's going to be rough early. Tom Brady still... I mean, obviously Mike Evans was questionable in that game. So, he wasn't fully healthy. Gronk? Eh, it's Gronk. They didn't get the calls that Tom Brady's used to getting in the AFC. This is the NFC. It's a little different, Tommy. So, I have them at 10. They'll, but they'll, be, they'll figure this out. Number nine, San Francisco 49ers. Again, another team that lost. Their defense is great. I still have a question. Do they trust Jimmy? It, are they trusting him, or are they going to try to figure out a way to get out of this contract and sign a different quarterback some other time? But I wasn't shocked that they lost uh, to the 49ers. In fact, if you remember listening to Episode 7, I said this is my upset pick with the Cardinals against the 49ers. The Cardinals have always played the 49ers well. 
especially last season. Kyler Murray got it right, and they also have a better touch. They also have a better receiver with DeAndre Hopkins. So that's why I picked the the Cardinals last week. But again, the 49ers are they're going to be okay. The question is, do they trust Jimmy? Number eight, the LA Rams. Now, this is a new team coming into the top 10 list. I did not think they were going to be this good. Aaron Donald is healthy, which is a great, uh, great addition for the Rams' defense because when he's healthy, he disrupts so much. You cannot run on his side. And in your passing game, you can't really be in a single back formation. You have to be in the shotgun. And you're going to have to try to put two guys on Donald, which then someone else can come up from behind. Jalen Ramsey. Did he get away with that uh, flop? Has he gone to LeBron James flop school? I don't know, but it worked. They ended up winning. And they're, they have a running attack. Akers is okay. They don't have Todd Gurley anymore. They're able to help Jared Goff not put the pressure on his arm. But they're able to run. And I think that's why they're a good number eight team on this list. Number seven. I'm pretty sure they were on this list last week at number seven. I haven't really changed them. I'm still not sold fully. I still think they're going to be good. But because they played the Jets, that's why they're at number seven. It's the Jets. They're, they're a mess. Even I'm a Jets fan, and I understand that they're just a straight mess. Um, they played well. They dominated the clock. That I feel like if they can do that the rest of the way, they're going to win this. I mean, when you dominate the clock, like 30-something minutes, almost 40 minutes out of a 60-minute game, you're going to do pretty good. So I I I watched like I didn't enjoy it because I'm a Jets fan, but I enjoyed watching them because Josh Allen is a good quarterback. He rushed more than the Jets. He got more yards than the Jets all like rushing attack all throughout. And Jets have no longer have Le'Veon Bell because he's out for a little bit with his hamstring injury. So there goes that. Number six, making their debut in the top ten list is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, again, this is another team that I. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure about yet, and I had them outside in on my list last week, but because I wanted to see good defense, big bad is back. The only two questions I have about the Steelers is can Juju be the number one receiver like they want him to be, and can McDonald become that tight, that go-to tight end for Big Ben? Obviously, when you're a quarterback, third down, third short, third long, who do you normally go to? Your tight end. Sometimes it's your receivers, but can McDonald be that Heath Miller that I know they try to go to Gusecki a lot as well, but they've really kind of been missing that one tight end. Can McDonald be that guy, that go-to guy for um, Big Ben? And we've seen Juju miss a lot. He said he's happier now that Big Ben is back because he's got his quarterback back. So let's see him actually prove it on the field. Can he be that number one guy? We'll figure it, we'll find out. But right now, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They could really give the Lamar Jackson and the Ravens a run for their money. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. What can I say? I I may actually choose them when we do like our week eight picks and I'm looking back. I may choose them to win that West. I'm not sure yet, but after week one, they were so good so good and it, it's kind of tough to go against them so that's why I have them at number five uh, I, I think last week they proved that they're ready for a run they don't want what happened last year happened this year they want to win as many games as they can and I think they're they're ready for it this year number four 
actually getting pushed from number 10 to number four. Biggest jump in the rankings this week, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Again, as I said in the five things that I enjoyed from week one, he was angry. They had a running game. Aaron Jones actually helped out. Can he stay healthy? The D actually looked okay. Now, again, it's again it's a divisional game, but man, it was against the Vikings. But still, even without their best defensive player for the Vikings, they they held Kirk Cousins down. Which now you start to think: Is Minnesota really one of those teams that can be in that playoff push? I don't know now, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers looked great, and when he has a running game that can help him complement it, when he doesn't really need to throw the ball too much, that's good. That's really going to help him. And I think that's what they missed a lot last year. Can Jones stay healthy for the remainder of the year? That's yet to be determined. But I like them at number four. Number three, the best team still in the NFC, and I still think they are the favorites as of right now to uh, take it in the NFC, to be in the NFC championship game and be the representative for the NFC, the New Orleans Saints. Best team in the NFC, most complete team in the NFC. Uh, they, it feels like they don't really miss a beat. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are that team that, I mean, even though they don't have the home field advantage anymore, they still play with so, they, they're just incredibly well coached, they're well, Bread, they're just they're they're so good and you can't really go against them. Number two, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, averaged 10.9 throws, uh, yards of throw. So that was really good. My only concern is their defense. They played against the Browns. The Browns are a mess, just like the Jets are. But the Browns actually have offensive weapons, unlike the Jets. And is OBJ help how ha- happy? which we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I still like Lamar Jackson. The more he throws, if he's going to average 10 yards, it's going to be a first down every time. So I like them. I'm still not sold with their defense yet. But in the AFC, they're the second best team. And of course, they're coming at number one. It's Kansas City Chiefs because, let's face it, they are still the best team in the AFC and NFL. So... It's kind of hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they're, they're just so they're just so good. And even I'm pretty sure in Andy Reid's helmet. I don't know if you guys saw our Facebook page. If you haven't, this, now's a chance to go like us on Facebook at the Midday Matter Sports Podcast page. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was connecting rain dots to make a play on his shield. And I also thought one thing that was funny that I didn't mention in our five things that I liked about Week One was <laughs> that even though in um, even though some of the coaches, and I guess they actually got talked about this this past week, uh, Sean McVay, one of the big guys that got talked to about this, that they would still have their masks but cover their faces with the playbook, like the like the people could, the other side could still see what they're calling for the plays. And I'm like, dude, you have a mask on. <laughs> they're not seeing what you're saying. It's okay, but I just want to be careful, dude. No one can see even even if you're smiling or not. No one can see. The only thing they can see is your eyebrows being raised, but that's about it. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting uh, and funny to watch. But apparently, some coaches didn't have the mask fully on Sean McVay, and they're supposed to have it on fully. So they kind of got uh, they kind of there was a little problem, but the NFL cleaned it up, so it's not it's not too big of a deal, you know. So, anyways, that brings us back. 
to our Mad Five picks, which we started off pretty strong last week. Four and one in our first 2020 Mad Five picks. Not bad. Not bad. The only thing that we got wrong was the Rams and the Cowboys, which I thought the Rams defense wasn't that good. Clearly I was wrong, but it's okay. I can I can accept that one. And if the Jalen Ramsey thing didn't actually happen, would the Cowboys have won? Probably not, but it's okay. They probably still would have lost. <laughs> yes, I am that bad, but it's okay. Everyone loves me. So, this week's Mad 5 picks. If I can pull out my handy-dandy paper with my notes, here we go. Tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, Cincinnati and Cleveland Battle of the Heisman Trophy winners. Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. Also, by the way, isn't this the battle of the number one picks the last couple of years? Joe Burrow. Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Sorry, I, I completely had a quick brain fart for a second. Baker Mayfield again. Uh, right now, Baker Mayfield doesn't look that good. And Joe Burrow looks like a veteran quarterback. Cleveland has an OBJ problem. Uh, obviously, Odell Beckham Jr., didn't really play well in the first game. Maybe it was because it was a Ravens defense. He was afraid. I don't know. Is he happy? If he's not happy, Cleveland, you really got a problem. If he is happy, then okay, you're, you're good. But And he's solid. But you don't really know. And I'm picking Cincinnati over Cleveland. Joe Burrow should have had his first one last week. Again, a new, I think there was a pass interference call against the LA uh, Chargers. So that kind of screwed them over. But I think Cincinnati wins this one. If Mixon is also healthy, that's going to be another deciding factor because clearly the Ravens can't stop, or not the Ravens, the Browns cannot stop the run. So if Joe Mixon's healthy, I think that Cincinnati is going to win this. Pittsburgh and Denver. Is the Steelers' defense real? Uh, like I said in our number one, our top ten list, is the two couple questions that I have are, is Juju the number one receiver? And is Vance McDonald the the go-to tight end that he want that Big Ben needs? Uh, for Denver, with Phil Lindsay being questionable and possibly out, that's that's a big part of their offense. I like the receiver of Judy, and man, did he put that defender on skates the other day. Oh, man. That, that was insane to watch. Uh, but I, I just think the defense of the Steelers right now is so good. Big Ben will be at home. Again, there's probably there's no fans. So there's really no home field advantage for any of these teams right now. But I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will win this and should win this game. Arizona and Washington Redskins. I This is going to be a really interesting game. You have a really good defense versus a really good offense. Normally, I take the defense over the offense, but I trust the Cardinals offense better than I do the car, the Redskins offense. And if it's going to be a shootout, the, the Cardinals got this easily. Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, you can't really go against that, two, that two-handed tandem. I mean, I don't even know the receivers for the Redskins. I like the Redskins' defensive line. Don't get me wrong. If Kerrigan and Chase Young can be that two-man two uh, tandem, the, I know they can be in the defense. They're going to stop the running game, but can they stop the passing game? That's going to be the real question. And you're going to have to put a QB spy on Kyler Murray because you you know that guy's got wheels. So I, I like the Arizona Cardinals over the Washington Redskins in this game. But I do like the Redskins' defense a lot. Indianapolis versus Minnesota. This was a toss-up for me. Uh, Indy doesn't have Mac, 
Phillip Rivers is throwing picks. Vikings defense isn't healthy either. Indy is a top three offense and a second best defense. But my question is, who is Rivers going to throw to? Um, can Rivers not throw picks? I don't trust Rivers that much, but I also don't trust uh, the Minnesota defense right now. So I'm going to pick Indy, but I think it's going to be a close one. And This one could be the one that screws me over this week for another perfect week. Uh, so I'm kind of counting on this one as my game of uh, crap. I have to pick. And all of the other games that I really wanted... I didn't really know. I didn't really care for the other games, so I thought this was an interesting one. They're also both 0-1-1, so they're trying to get back into the winning ways. One will go 0-2, one will go 1-1 and have a better chance to make it to the playoffs. I think Indy's going to win this. I'm still not sure, and I probably won't be sure. And if they win, I'll be like, they did? Oh, man, that saved me. But I am not really too... I, I just don't trust this game enough, and I don't trust either team, honestly, right now. So that's why I'm kind of on the fritz with both of them. But I, I guess I'm picking Indy. Again, it's a toss-up. Can Rivers be the Rivers from the San Diego Chargers and the LA Chargers? The, my problem is, who is he throwing it to? Because I don't really see a good wide receiver. Maybe Is T.Y. Hilton healthy? Is he even playing? I, that's how much I really know about the Indianapolis Colts this year, but... Well, we'll see. I'm picking them to win. I just don't trust it. Finally, Sunday night football game, Seattle and New England Patriots. This is always a fun game to watch. Even the first time they played in Seattle a couple of years ago, uh, before the Legion of Boom defense was around. And I remember watching it because I remember, I remember watching the after game and then I was watching YouTube clips. And apparently Tom Brady went up to... Uh, Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas said, "Who are you?" And that, like, and I remember wa- watching the the interview that uh, that Richard Sherman had, and he's like, "Who am I? I mean, I know who you are, but who am I, really?" And then that's where the whole "you mad bro" thing came along when they won twenty three twenty four in Seattle, and then obviously that incredible Super Bowl that should have been should have won Seattle's way had they run the ball. We can't even talk about the coulda, woulda, shoulda anymore. It, it's done. It's over with. Um, Russell Wilson, his career against New England is 2-1. It could be. It should have been 3-0, but it's not. Um, normally, Seattle doesn't start well. They're, they're normally kind of losing the first couple weeks, and then they kind of get in. But this year, it's a little different. They started better in week one, which is a, sh- a shocker for a lot of people, especially if you've been following the Seattle Seahawks like I have. And now, all of a sudden, they're playing against Cam Newton, which, against the Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks are 6-2 against Cam Newton over the last eight meetings. So, But there was another interesting thing that was said uh, yesterday in one of the, the press conferences past week from Bill Belichick. And now, Bill Belichick is a man of few words, first off. I mean, normally it's, we're on to next week. We, we need to play better. We're on to next week. We we need to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. I'm not going to answer that. And that and that's a normal press conference for Bill Belichick. This week, he actually had something to say. Not only did that, he actually had positive things to say about Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, everything. I mean, this guy's a tremendous player. Um, honestly, I think he's... You know, in a way, maybe underrated by by the media or the fans. I don't know, but I mean, I don't, I don't really see anybody better than this player. 
Um, he can do everything. He's got, obviously, great leadership, um, playmaking skills. Uh, he plays very well in the most critical situations in the game with his decision-making, uh, running, passing. Uh, his his passing numbers are extraordinary. Um, you can put him up against anybody since he's been in the league, literally anybody in almost any category, or in any category, really. Um, you know, his winning percentage is impressive. He's there for every game, never missed a game. Um, you know, he's got a great a great ability to do the right thing at the right time. He has tremendous vision and sees the field extremely well. I don't think there's a better deep ball passer in the league um, in terms of decision-making and accuracy. Um, he's, he attacks every literally every inch of the field. You have to defend with him. The deep balls, the sidelines, his scrambles, you know, his ability to get the ball to his playmakers and in space, and, and then, you know, you have to try to tackle him, which that's very difficult to, um, you know, lock it. You know, he's led the league in all-purpose yards. You know, Russ's got 44,000 yards rushing, 30,000 yards passing. Do my ears deceive me? I'm pretty sure that's the most that Bill Belichick has ever said about any player ever. <laughs> that, I mean, the fact that he said all the stats... That he gave him praise. That he had to care. You had to be careful a little on all all sides of the field. That it kind of makes me think: Does he really? Does he wish he had Russell Wilson instead of Cam Newton? Because can you imagine what Bill Belichick could do with Russell Wilson? I'm just saying. Uh, for our Mad Five pick, I thought that was great. What Bill Belichick said. There was a lot more that we could have played. That was the most that I really wanted to play about that, but I've never heard Bill Belichick talk so much about one player. I don't even think he said that much about Brady before. Um, is Bill Belichick is like ice chipping off of him? Is how freezing over? I don't. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. Uh, for our Mad Five pick, Seattle is two and one over New England. The last four three meetings. This is the fourth in the last eight years, I believe. I think Seattle's going to win this one. It's in Seattle. Again, there's no crowd noise, so you can't really change anything. But I think Seattle is a better prepared team than New England is. And again, this kind of goes back to that. I think New England is going to be a playoff team, but there's going to be some games where it's like, all right, I don't really care if we win or not. I think this is going to be one of those games where they start to realize it's going to get out of hand. It's going to get ugly. How are they going to defend DK Metcalf? How are they going to defend Russell Wilson? How are they going to keep him in the pocket? It, it It's too much, I feel like. I mean, Bill Belichick is a great defensive mind, but I think he understands this is this is the new Peyton Manning that I have to tackle. And Peyton Manning, we did so much in the beginning, but he understood later on. Russell Wilson is a much better, is a different breed of a quarterback because you have to do much more things about the details the small details matter even against Peyton Manning but because of his athleticism Russell Wilson he has to cover more of the field so I think this is gonna be a tough matchup I think Seattle's gonna win this game and those are our mad five picks Cincinnati over Cleveland Pittsburgh over Denver Arizona over the Redskins Indianapolis again over Minnesota still not sold on them but I'll pick them Seattle over New England those are our five picks let me know what you think on our Facebook page at the Midday Man of Sports Podcast. Like us, love us, share us. Just don't hate us. Um, 
Man, that's that's pretty much our show today. A lot of it was on football. Maybe next time when we do this show, we'll do our MLB preview. We'll do some more football stuff as well. But that's going to do it. Normally, we end our show with a quote of the day. And today's quote is by Dale Turner. Some of the best lessons we ever learn are learned from past mistakes. The error of the past is the wisdom and success of the future. So Dale Turner, the quote we chose today, some of the best lessons we learn are learned from past mistakes. The error of the past is the wisdom and the success of the future. So don't be afraid to fail. Just learn from it and make those failures into success later on. And I think everything will work out. Again, I think the world is doing a great job managing the COVID-19 pandemic right now. And I'm really excited because baseball season's postseason is about to start in a week. Next weekend is the last weekend of the regular season, which I cannot wait. Uh, we have the NBA Finals coming up soon. We got the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Those will be on our Facebook page as well. I am going to say right now, I am picking the Boston Celtics and the Lakers, like I did in one of our very first few episodes of this podcast, by the way. So I'm sticking with it. Boston, L.A., that's going to be the NBA final. Check us out on our Facebook page. This top 10 list and our Mad 5 picks will be uploaded later on today. And follow us on there. We do have a Twitter. We don't really use it, but it's there. So have a great day. Hope to see you next time. And until next time.